0: Go to CloudOptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's CloudOptimizer.com. The dream is made real. Ricky
1: Hatch rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's awful.
0: Welcome, Fight Fans, to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast. And this is your preview for Dillion White versus Oscar Rivas, taking place this Saturday. It's on Sky Box Office at the O2 Arena. And I'm shortly going to be joined by Johnston Brown, who will be breaking down this fight and the other fights on that undercard. But before we get into the episode today, I just want to tell you guys to go and follow us on social media at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter and BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook you can also subscribe to the podcast by finding us on apple podcast we're on Podbean, stitcher Spreaker, player fm even spotify as well so go and subscribe to that podcast rate and review we really appreciate all the support that you listeners are giving to us so then this is it this is the preview for dillian white versus oscar evas taking place this saturday what a fight we've got to look forward to
1: all these people in boxing, they talk about tough fights. out, They're not scared of anyone. They'll fight anyone. Dylan White has backed himself from day one. Oscar Rivas, 17 knockouts in his 23 straight wins. Good technical ability, good amateur at He's got speed, he's got power. Great times for the heavyweights. I'm number one, baby! Let's go!
0: Johnston, what a fight we've got on our hands this weekend. Dillian White versus Oscar Rivas. You know, it's going to be a big fight for Dillian White this weekend and I'm really looking forward to it Oscar Rivas not known to the casual audience but anyone who knows boxing knows that this guy is a dangerous fighter
1: he is, he is a good fighter actually he, just running through his resume he, he's, and he's, he's had a good amateur career as well so it's he, a good he's, it's another big fight for Dillian uh, one he doesn't necessarily need to take but you know Dylan's just that way inclined isn't he he's that you know as people have sort of mentioned he, he's that throwback fighter you know he, he, he's that old time prize fighter um, he 's bringing it back as uh as mark Tibbs said recently and 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 you know it good credit to Dillian. He he's just he keeps stepping up um, and it 's great to see
0: i can 't be more positive of Dillian white of what he's done over the past couple of years because i 've really enjoyed watching his career progress obviously there was the issue with the suspension that he had for two years and he came back, but uh, I know I don't like drugs cheats and I always bang on about how much I don't like him, the Canellos people are. However, there's a level to, you know, what sort of issues they were surrounding Gillian White's situation and I believe this, from what I recall, you know, people might correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure it was some sort of pre-workout substance or something that he took that had a, 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 some sort of ingredient in it which was a banned substance he was on some sort of banned list and that's why he ended up getting it but they proper made an example out of Dillian which is not something they've been doing recently you see the situations with Jarrell Miller and Canelo and people basically getting away with it Dillian was banned for two years and he came back after two years and he's just... Since since then he's just been brilliant to watch and really enjoyable to watch and you know I really want him to to, to to get through this fight and I'm being a bit biased but I've watched his career I really want to see him do well he's you know he's a he's a he's a British fighter essentially who wants to make it to the top and he's just being denied at every avenue so we'll talk about Dillian's career a little bit first before we go on to Oscar Rivas's and then we'll do what we always do we will give our keys to victory and breakdown and predictions and then touch on obviously. a Couple of the other fights which are on that card, very notable ones indeed. So, just going back to Dillian, then you know, looking at his, his resume over the past few years, the biggest fight he had was Anthony Joshua. Obviously, went on to be world champion, three different titles, then gets beat to Andy Ruiz. But that fight with Anthony Joshua was brilliant. He moved on from there. Look at the names he's got on his resume so far David Allen. Ian Lewison, Derek Chisora twice, Robert Hellenius, Lucas Brown, Joseph Parker, and now he's beat, going in against 26-0 and 0, Oscar Rivas, so he can't do much more than what he's doing to push himself to the level to, to fight for a world title, and he should have become a mandatory by now, and again, there's talk of this fight becoming for the interim version of, I think they said, I don't know if they said it was the WBC, I think it was, but again, it's just, he's he's putting all these barriers in front of him whatever sanctioning bodies are are doing it and then he's having to jump over these barriers to try and get to that level and again he's got another tough test in front of him a fight like you said he didn't really have to take but he's had to do it to keep himself active and show that he is willing to go in the trenches to get the job done and I'm really excited for the fight with, with Oscar Rivas because I think it'll be a really good stylistic fight between the two so Looking at his career then, Johnston, when I say the last three, four years, what have you made of Dillian White since
1: his return to boxing? Uh, Well, I mean, he's he shot onto the scene, didn't he, with the Anthony Joshua fight? Um, you know, a lot was made of that. There was there was obviously a bit of rivalry between the two uh, in the amateurs because obviously Dillian done Anthony Joshua in the amateurs. So he felt as if he was one-up and then Joshua sort of... He's it, it, equaled it, and he? He's made it one-inch. So um, Dillian will always say, you know, he's one-all. Um, he wants that Joshua fight. So it was like a, a trilogy, if you like, but if you include the amateurs. But since, since Anthony Joshua, that defeat, um, I mean, he had a... He had a, was it a, a shoulder operation after because I know I, I mentioned his yeah, shoulder had gone yeah. off during during that first round when he, he sort of swung wildly right literally on the end of the bell. I was lucky not to get disqualified. Um, but you know that that was that was the young the younger Dillian White the Dillian White that wasn't as composed and wanted to go to war with every single fighter he ever fought. And he's he's technically improved although he's still not. You know, he's not clear. He's not clean-cut, is he, in terms of his style. His style' isn't, isn't great on the eye in terms of his, his coordination. And, uh, but, but he's, he's raw, and he's got better, and that jab's got better as well. So, for me, you know, you're looking at sort of after the Robert Hellanius fight. Um, once he won that, he went on to, obviously, knock out Lucas Brown, which was a devastating knockout at six round. I mean, Lucas Brown was nowhere near the Lucas Brown we had seen sort of years before. But still, you know, he was undefeated. So um, Dillian got rid of him savagely. Um, and then the Joseph Parker fight was a, a, another good fight. It was, it was a real good learning curve for Dillian. You know, he put Joseph Parker down for the first time in his career a couple of times. One was a bit suspect. The other one was a, was a clear knockdown. Um, and then he, he was lucky to, to, to finish the fight on his, on his feet, to be fair. I mean, he was, he was put down, wasn't he, with a barrage of punches and the referee sort of put the cat in that last round. Uh, Parker didn't quite... I don't think his game plan was quite right. I think he should have gone for Dillian a bit earlier. Um, but Parker, again, is a good fighter. and Because of those two defeats, he's sort of just been brushed under the carpet. But Joseph Parker is a, is a very good fighter, and that's a good, good name on his record. And then obviously, you know, after... I mean, I've, I've sort of jumped before the, the Chisora one, but that Chisora, the first fight in 2016, was an absolute delta. A great fight, and then obviously that, that made the return for the second, which was another good fight. Although he was down on the scorecards, um, again, another savage knockdown in the 11th. So, you know, Billion has got the power. There's, there's no doubt about it. And, and he's got the right attitude. He's got the best attitude out of all of the heavyweights for me. And that includes Tyson Fury. I think his attitude is, as many people have said, it is throwback. It's just that, you know, why he's it, bringing it back to what it once was. Um, we, we do legendary nights regularly, Sheldon, when we talk about, you know, the old school fighters and they didn't fear anyone, they fought them. They, you know, there, there was obviously a few where they marinated it probably a bit too long than they should have. But back then, they fought. Um, and and Dillian comes from that mould. He's that sort of guy. He wants to fight. Um, and that's why Pete. You know, everybody loves him. That's why he's got that respect. And he deserves a shot at a world title. I mean, how many more Hoops does he have to jump through to finally get that title? And I just hope that after this Oscar Reeves fight, you know, he, he doesn't get in a situation again where he's going to have to fight someone pretty decent. Um, you know, he deserves a little bit of a break. I mean, I, I hate to say I mean, he just wants to fight no matter what, who he fights. He can fight anybody, but I can't see him getting that title shot unless, you know, with how it's going to go. I mean, with Wilder and Fury going to be fighting in December, and as you mentioned before, was it in May or something, the WBC is saying that that fight needs to be made, and then obviously. It looks like in the contract for for, um, Tyson Fury, is what he said recently with with Wilders, is a rematch clause for a trilogy, no matter who wins that. So the chance of him getting a WBC shot is going to be very slim so it's unfortunate but I really do like being I think he's done really well and since that Joshua fight he's really impressed
0: me yeah I was just going to touch on that actually the Joshua fight is where I feel after that loss he became a little bit more humble in the way he approached the situations especially inside of the ring inside of the ring he took away the emotion that he's shown in the Joshua fight which I believe was his eventual downfall in that particular fight that and the fact that he separated his shoulder of course but you know the emotion was taken away after that, and since then, his performances have been really impressive. And you know, I can't bang on about how impressed I am enough about the guy because I feel like he's really turned a corner and really stepped up. And as you say, he's, he's a throwback, he's a guy that people want to watch. We enjoy all these fights, we enjoy watching him, we enjoy wanting to see him in against the best. And at the moment, every single hoop is being thrown at him to jump through and he's jumping through him to be fair, to be fair to him but yet still he hasn't got this shot at a world title which is really frustrating now he's taking on an unbeaten Cuban in Oscar Rivas a dangerous unbeaten Cuban by the way the guy was a former kickboxer we're going to get into that in a minute this guy is is a hard puncher this guy is going to be a, a tough test for Dillian White and don't be surprised if you know, this could be an upset on the cards. Don't be surprised by that. I mean, I'm going to give my predictions later, of course, but don't be surprised by it because this guy, for people that know boxing, know this guy is for real. He's not just a guy with a padded record. This guy is for real. This guy will come and fight and he will be happy to stand and trade with Dillian White. Although he has got some fantastic boxing ability coming from that, old school Cuban background. He's well schooled and this guy could just outbox Dillian White over 12 rounds but for Dillian White now this is is do or die. He's got to win this fight. He's got to keep pushing his name out there, he's got to keep pushing himself out there, asking the questions that's all he can really do, it's shocking the way he's been treated by the sanctioning bodies, it really is shocking and I do feel for him and I think a lot of people feel exactly the same, a lot of fans feel the same, Uh, a lot of fellow professionals feel the same and hopefully a win over Oscar Rivas will eventually get him this world title shot, but we've got to focus on Oscar Rivas as well and and talk about Oscar Rivas because as I said earlier the guy is no joke, he's not 26 Enough and nothing. The guy is well schooled. He comes. Uh, he, well, he's actually. I said he's Cuban. He comes from. He's comes from Colombia, uh, and he, he resides himself out of Canada. But I believe he was some sort of. He was some trained in Cuba or something like that. Again, I could be totally wrong, totally off the boil And apologies to anybody if I am on that. And I just read somewhere that he he is come from some sort of Cuban background. But the guy is no slouch. Looking at his record, you know, obviously there's going to be fights on there where he's had the learning fights earlier on in his career but uh, as the last as the last couple of years have gone by he started to step up in opposition you know the the fights with fabio maldonado 26 and 0 at the time he beat maldonado he's beat brian jennings who obviously just had that fight with joe joyce which we spoke about quite recently so he's beat brian jennings as well so he's beat great names and he is totally ready for a shot at the big time and if you look at some of the highlights of Oscar Rivas and, and, and some of the fights he's been involved in he looks pretty devastating and I think this is going to be a very good match st- stylistic fight because I think they're both made for each other I think this is you know it's either going to be a boxing lesson or a fight in a phone box and I think that's that kind of where I'm going to go into it a little bit later with sort of keys to victory on this fight and predictions because you know I can only see it go in two ways at the moment but what do you think about Oscar Rivas what do you know about about him have you seen any of his fights and how do you think he's going to match up against dillian
1: um, well i mean I, I had a quick look at a quick peek into his amateur career because um I, I was told he had a good amateur career and they weren't wrong i mean in 2008 he actually lost to uh, michael hunter jr in the first qualifier uh, of for the olympics um he then actually went on later the next month in 2008 to beat Andy Ruiz Jr. to qualify for the 2008 Olympics in Beijing. Um, it wasn't actually the Ruiz Jr. fight that he won, but obviously Ruiz Jr. is the guy that is now the, the Unified Champion that beat Anthony Joshua. Um, he actually beat a guy called uh, Gelson uh, Abrua, or his name was. But either way, he, he, got, he got himself to the Olympics. When he was in the Olympics, he beat Kubrat Pulev, um, at, but lost to the eventual champion who was Roberto Carmel um, Camelo I'm probably murdering the guy's name. Apologies. The Italian fellow that, of course, lost to Anthony Joshua in the 2012 Olympic Games. So, you know, it just shows you that, you know, all these these fighters that are around today, they've all, they've all had that sort of decent amateur background and styles make fights. I mean, I know I know the amateurs are completely different to the pro game, but it's good learning curve and a good experience and it's proof that Oscar Rivas was, you know, he, he's in and around these type of guys like your Ruiz Jr. Is, Urule, and uh, Michael Hunter, who's another guy, Michael Hunter Jr. for people that don't know, he, he's a very good fighter. Um, he obviously went on uh, to get the uh, silver medal in the Pan-Olympic Games in, um, in 2007, sorry, in, the, in Rio. So, you know, it, He's got a good amateur background. He's got fast hands. He works well behind the jabs. what I've seen of him as an amateur, as, as a pro, sorry. Now, um, as you as you rightly said, he, you know, the the, the Mandelena fight, which he he beat him. Um, he was another guy that that was undefeated, you know. So you know he, he beat him on the decision, uh, ten round decision, and then obviously he he went on to to beat Bryant Jennings and and Jennings. As we've seen already, he's a good fighter, Jennings. He comes, you know, for an excellent pro game. So, you know, he's had a great career, Jennings, in terms of who he's been in the ring with, his experience. And as we see the other night against Joe Joyce, he went the full distance with him. But this time, obviously, Brian Jennings was stopped in the 12th, albeit it was a very close fight up until that point. So Jennings was a good test for Oscar. um, And for me, he showed... He showed very fast hands. Um, pretty similar to sort of how Parker is with his hands. He's got quick hands. Um, but he works well behind the jab and he's got a good punch selection. So for me, that, that amateur background is quite clear to see. He's probably technically better than Dillian White. But Dillian White has that experience. So, I mean, obviously we'll go on to, to the fight itself. But Oscar Reavers is there to to... to, to upset the apple cart I, and he could potentially do it there's no reason why he can't dillian white has got weaknesses um it's just a matter of if he can exploit them
0: but let's move on then let's get into keys to victory for this fight and i've alluded to it a little bit earlier on of course about how this fight could potentially go one or two ways and i think the keys to victory for dillian white first of all is is to do what he normally does is to get he gets he gets that jab off quite handily and then he, he he sort of sets himself up nicely for the combination, followed by that left hook, which is the devastating left hook, but the one that knocked out <coughs> Lucas Brown. Absolutely great left hook that he's got. He's got a I love I love Dillian White's left hook. It's a throwback. It reminds me of some of the left hooks from years gone by. You know, Joe Frazier is is one of the best, got probably the best left hook in boxing ever. And Dillian White is you know he's another guy that I really favour for his uh, for his left hook. And yeah, I think what he's got to do with Oscar. He's, he's, got to, he's got to get close with Oscar Rivas he can't give Oscar Rivas too much space to, to be able to get his shots off and the boxing ability that he does hold off because if he started to take centre ring Oscar Rivas I could see it being a boxing lesson I could see him, as you say he's technically better than Dillian White I believe and I think that if he, if Dillian White gets you know close enough takes that distance away doesn't give Rivas the opportunity to actually get them shots off and, and control centre ring then I think Dillian White could, could could beat him and i think he could potentially you know go on to 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 stop him which is again i feel like i'm giving predictions i'm not because i'll give my ultimate prediction at the end but i'm thinking in my mind how i see dillian white winning if he was to win this fight and i see him needing to close the distance needing to get short sharp shots off on the inside needing to smother the work of oscar rivas to make sure that he keeps it close and competitive all the way through. And I think if he does that, I think he will have an easier night than what he would if he was to st- if he was to stand off and if, if he was to let Oscar Rivas do his work because I think he'll struggle then to, to, to get the range that he needs to be able to get the shots off. And I think Oscar Rivas will just sort of dance around him all night, you know, popping shots off and getting in and getting out. And, and I think that's how... Oscar Rivas is going to try and come into that but then again looking at some of the videos of Rivas's fight maybe he will come in and he'll just want to go for a a gunfight at the OK Corral and we'll all be loving it by the end of Saturday night but I don't think his team are going to want to go down that route because that's going to play into the strengths of Dillian White so that's how I believe Dillian's going to win what about you Johnson how do you think Dillian to break down this fight how do you think he's going to be able to beat Oscar
1: Rivas I think I think Dillian's got a good jab. I think he needs to... I think, for, you know, for the early exchanges, again, I mean, I, I said it the other week with Goldman, but he's got a decent jab, and Rivas likes to do his work behind his jab. Whereas Dillian's got that long-range jab, hasn't he? I mean, he's got a slight reach advantage as well, and I think he could just sort of, you know, a bit similar to sort of how he started with, with, with the Lucas Brown fight, where he just sort of kept him on the end of that jab for a little while following up with a right and then coming in with a left as he likes to do. But, you know, just just tame it a little bit. Don't rush your work. Take your time a bit. Obviously, don't be too laid back and let Oscar Reavers put it on you. But... Oscar Rivas would also. It'd be a battle of the jabs for the first few rounds for me. I think it would be who can establish it because Rivas also likes to work behind it. So for me, I think I think Dillian will win that battle because of his reach. And he's got a lot more composure than he used to. I think maybe a few years ago he wouldn't have. He would have just gone to war, wouldn't he? That's the first thing Dillian would have done um, and wouldn't have used his because That is a good asset he's got there. He just needs to channel that in and use that a bit better than he does at times. Anyway. But then from that point, you know, knowing Dillian, he, he will get close and Oscar Reeves is going to get close. It's going to be a matter of if, if Reeves has got the speed. I mean, he looks like he has. You know, I've watched the videos of Reeves I've watched the videos of Dillian, and I think that Reeves has got more speed. But again, that, that experience from the Parker fight is going to be vital for White because what he did with Parker was excellent at times. He, he managed to, to nullify Parker, and that's what he's going to need to do with Reeves um, and if it will, there's no doubt whatsoever, probably in middle-hand, it's going to go off, isn't it? It's just that's what Dillian White brings. You know what you're going to get with him. But he's got a solid chin. Um, we don't know too much about Revis's chin. Um, you know, if he gets caught with one of them big left hooks, as you rightly mentioned, I mean, it's devastating. When he lands it, it can be punishing. Um, so that will be interesting. I think Dillian will be eager to unleash it. Um, so I'm expecting a bit of a tentative first few rounds, and then I think that Dillian's got to, Put it on him, and I think that will be where we'll, we will find out whether Reavers is, is interested or not. It'd be it'd be um, it'd be interesting to see their, those exchanges and see who comes out on top. I fancy Dillian to come out on top. Whether Reavers can get in, he probably, probably catch him a couple of more times, maybe than Dillian. But when Dillian lands, he's going to land hard, and I think that's where Reavers will back off because um, he's not going to want to stand in there and and sort of. Trade with Dillian with, with the power that he's got. So I think Dillian will, as I say, it will just tend to be tentative, maybe just, just, just feel out Rivas and then from there, I think he's going to go for broken. I think he will go for it, and and you know, I'm not going to say the actual prediction, but you know, I, I can I can see Dillian winning the fight. But as you say, anything can happen in every way. gaining You get caught once, it's all over. So for me, it's just a matter of biding his time and then going for it. And, and I think he comes out top.
0: But looking at Rivas then you know, I've talked a little bit about Rivas before, saying how I think. You know, or how I believe Rivas is going to come into this fight and I think if he's if he's going to be Dillian White he's got to be really smart he's got to choose when to engage with Dillian White he's got to use the ability he's got to be able to get in and get out quick enough before getting caught by Dillian White because I do believe, as you rightly pointed out Dillian White's going to want to take it into the trenches. He's going to want to make it a war because that's that's where he's at his most dangerous. Whilst he's also going to be susceptible to to taking a good few shots. We've seen he's got a brilliant chin. We have. Yes, Anthony Joshua did knock him out, and people will will allude to that fact that that happened a couple of years back. But you've seen him in the fights with Chisori. You've seen him face off with Parker. The guy's got a granite chin, and the guy will want to come to fight, and he'll want to drag it into the trenches. He'll want to take Revas somewhere he's never been before so for Rivas he's not going to want to sit on his chest or sit in the pocket for too long he's going to want to get in get his shots off get the combinations off the point scoring combinations and then he's going to want to back off again and get out of range and get out of the distance and then come back in and and do it in burst and that's that's the way I see for Oscar Rivas to win this fight he's got to get in and get out and I mean when you look at the one loss that White has got on his record against Joshua you look at the way Joshua broke down that fight. At the time we didn't know why it was carrying an injury so he did become a little bit wild and brash as the rounds went on and that still does happen in fights today although he's not as emotional inside of the ring as he once was I still do believe he does have them fragilities in his defence that he does get susceptible to wanting to go into a tear up too much and then as a result of that leaves himself quite open and obviously if Oscar Rivas can get some combinations off on the inside some short hard hooks on the inside Side, then I think you know we're gonna see a really interesting fight. We're gonna see Oscar Rivas hurting Dillian White. I mean, Parker hurt Dillian White, Chisora's hurt Dillian White. Joshua's obviously hurt Dillian White, so we know he can be hurt, he's not invincible, he's just a man at the end of the day, but he leaves himself open at times, and I think that's where, if you're Oscar Rivas, and you're Oscar Rivas' team, you're thinking to yourself, well, you're going to want to gonna wanna draw the lead from him, you're going to want to make him throw the punch first, and then counter, and then throw your shots in, and, and that's the way Oscar Rivas is going to have to fight this fight, because if he gets too close and gets engaged too much, I, I, I have not, I don't believe Oscar Rivas can beat Dillian White in a gunfight I really don't I really don't believe that I mean I've seen a lot of Oscar Rivas his highlights and I've seen what he's done in the ring but he hasn't been in the ring with anybody like Dillian White before, who is not going to take that backward step, who's going to sit inside the pocket, he's going to drag the fight to his level, he's not been there before and that's what we haven't seen from him so that's the unknown quantity about Rivas, is whether he can handle it and Saturday night's going to tell us that but I am looking forward to it and I think Rivas has got to do what I've suggested to to, to be able to have a chance of beating Dillian White, so it moves nicely on to what we've kind of sneakily touched on a little bit which is predictions for the fight I think I, I think I know where this is going to go for both of us but Johnston what's your prediction for you for this fight how do you think it will go down and who is the winner
1: well as we all know my predictions last week were absolute dog shit so then um, <laughs> <laughs> it's better against me to earn some money um, I, I, look I, I think Dillian uh, will win the fight I, I, I'm pretty confident he will I mean Oscar Briever as I say he's had that good amateur background and that's going to suit him well but he's not been in the trenches. I mean this could be the fight for Reavers, you know, to, to just shoot him into in into the top top Echelons of of the heavyweight division. If he beats Dylan, that is exactly what will happen, um, and he's going to be well up for it. But for me, I just think, as you say, Rivas is going to need to be in and out. I think there's going to be a time where Dylan's going to catch him, and I think he's going to hurt him. And as you say, yeah, Dylan does get hurt. He's got hurt against Parker. He's got hurt against Joshua. Obviously, people will allude to that. But you know, again, I mean, you even see it just before the finish. Dylan's got a massive smirk on his face. This, guy loves it. He absolutely thrives off the tear up, um, and it, it is funny to watch because he, he he literally. Enjoys himself in there. It's hard to believe, but he does. He really does. And and I don't think Revis is going to like that. And and Joshua, um, Joshua, we're talking about. uh, And White will just eventually. He's going to break him down. He's going to hurt him. And I think he's going to go for the finish. Uh, Whether he can actually finish him off, uh, I'm not too sure because I'm not too sure on what Reeves has got. Sort of, you know, if he's got a chin or not. Whether he can survive as as you know as we've already mentioned, can he do it? I don't know. Um, But. I can see Dillian, if if not stopping him, I can see Dillian winning on points. But I think Dillian will eventually get to him, and I think he'll put Rebus away. Um, and we've like Mark Tibbs. He's got Mark Tibbs in his corner. He's, he's, a, he's a good coach. He, he's a good talker. Um, I mean, he even mentioned the old the four-knuckle contact. when Sort of like, we, you know, if you could imagine eating a golf ball or when you hit a football, and you, you, hear, you hear that noise, that sweet noise, and you know you've hit it sweet enough. And he keep, he's mentioning that and the range, and I think that he's basically looking for, is to, to really throw those the four-knuckle contacts in him and really hurt Revis. And he's bang on. Um, did come out of a great line though, uh, Mark Tibbs. He said, uh, it's about hit and not getting hit and punish him. We want to break his will and break man. <laughs> I thought <that> was really <laughs> right. um, So in, in the most economical way, uh, fashion possible. So, Tibbs, you know he's a good smooth talker he knows he knows exactly what he's doing and Dillian and, and in his camp you know, they're all enjoying it I mean he's with, with React Paws in his camp and he's learning from Dillian and everyone likes to be around him he's a, he's a nice guy he's a good laugh um, he, he takes it seriously don't get me wrong but I can just see him eventually you know with with Martin's in the corner and the work they've been putting in and he knows that get past Rivas and I've potentially got that title shot in the horizon although it seems to just be an endless tunnel for him where he, is he ever going to see a lot? Of it at the end of it. But yeah, Dillian White to stop Rebus or win it on points for me. So
0: my prediction for the fight then, not going too much into detail, just because I'm conscious that we've got some other great fights on the card to cover. So ultimately, I do think Dillian White's going to win this fight. I do think it's going to be a late stoppage in the fight. I'm not suggesting that people should go out there and put money on what I'm saying, because I don't consider myself to be any sort of prediction specialist, but I do believe, based on what I've seen out of both men, based on what i believe will happen in the fight i do believe Dillian White will stop him later on and i think Dillian will will break him down and i think you know if Oscar Rivas hasn't had this level of, of opposition before which he hasn't, you know he hasn't been in with someone like White before who's going to really take it to the trenches, then I, I, it's going to be a case of how much heart has Reeve has got to stay in there, has he got as, a heart as big as what Evander Holyfield used to have in fights, if he's got anything of the sort then we're going to see a fantastic fight tooth and nail all the yeah. way to the end but I do believe Dillian White's going to stop him, I, I'm, I'm saying between rounds 9 and 12 is going to be a, a good way and I think, you know, even though I'm not telling people to go and bet, I might stick that one on myself because i do think that's kind of how the last few fights have been going for him he's kind of been breaking his opponents down and 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 stopping them obviously by the joseph parker fight quite recently you know i think that he's got the ability to break people down and i think between rounds 9 and 12 dillian white ko was pretty safe bet to be honest with you but let's move on because we've got other fights on this card (laughs) as well we've got david allen and david price another heavyweight fight to, to go through and uh, again great fight it's last chance saloon for david price of course but david allen a win over david price here will certainly propel his status even further forward as he's been on a pretty decent run as of late as well so this is uh i think this is what you would call a crossroads fight for both men david allen beat lucas brown earlier on this year great win for him probably the best win of his career to be honest with you and now he's fighting david price who's had a real mixed bag of tricks he's always looked like he would go on to the world honors and world level and do something at that level however he's had the stamina issues you know when he gets caught cold on the chin he's, he's getting stopped quite easily and you know he's got that frank bruno-esque sort of defensive fragility about him when he gets hit he sort of goes into his shell a little bit we've seen it so his last two fights have obviously been wins against Tom Little and then he got the disqualification win against Kash Ali which was a tasty affair uh, for Kash Ali of course biting David Price in that fight so he's had them two wins over these two he's coming in with Dave Allen for me this is his last shot at any sort of professional title glory now and it's quite sad that you know we've got to talk about it in that respect because I do believe Price should have probably called it a day after Povetkin to be honest with you but yeah he's decided to, to carry on and you know, fair play to him if he, he still believes he's got something left, he's got that one big punch, but. It's not all about just that one big punch anymore. You've got to have a a few more things in your locker and I just don't think Pricey has it anymore. Whereas I think David Allen, the more motivated he is, the more likely we get to see the best out of him. And I think this is going to be a case on Saturday night. But let's just take a little pause for one moment to give a shout out to the sponsors for BTR Boxing Podcast. It's Bear Attack Boxing, providing high quality boxing gloves, boxing equipment to your suitable needs. You can find them at www.bearattackbox.com and all over social media. You've got the Fight Pro 1 gloves, the Pluto gloves, the new Bear Attack Boxing t-shirt range, the inner gloves, the hand wraps, some great boxing products on there. So go and check them out. And also, we've got a little present for you. Because you're a loyal listener to BTR Boxing Podcast, we've got an exclusive discount code for you. Now it's a 10% discount and all you've got to do is when you're at the checkout and you've got them boxing gloves and that t-shirt in there that you want to buy, go onto the promo code and enter BTR10 for 10% off. And 10% is not something to be scoffed at in this day and age. It can definitely get you a few quid off them high-quality products that Bear Attack Boxing are selling. So, as a loyal listener to BTR Boxing Podcast, when you buy or purchase something through Bear Attack Boxing's website... In the promo code, enter BTR10 and you will get an exclusive 10% discount off your baskets. So please go and take advantage of it. Follow them on social media, Bear Attack Boxing, and it's bearattackboxing.co.uk.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with it. It's it's a really good fight. It's a crossroads fight. I mean, even you know, he's knuckled down now, hasn't he? He's only twenty seven years old. He's so young, David. It's, it's it's strange to be talking about a crossroads fight for him. But you know, he he even if he loses, I think he will still continue. But you know, it's a really interesting fight. And um, David Price, we all know has stamina issues. We all know when he gets caught, he does get hurt. Um, and, and, it, and sometimes it's difficult for him to, to you know, he scrambles and senses and he just can't recover. Um, whereas, but on the other hand, when David hits you, he hits you hard and he can put you away. Um, we've seen that in, in numerous fights with David Price. Um, I mean, as you mentioned before, you know, he put Pavetkin down, didn't he, just before. He looked like he was going to beat Pavetkin, but then obviously... He ends up getting really knocked out quite badly and I'm with him. Probably should have called it a day from that point. Um, so it's a tough one because, I mean, Price, he's probably one of the biggest heavy hitters in the division. I mean, it sounds crazy because, you know, it's, it's the amount of losses, but he's just got that bit of a weak chin, hasn't he? It? Um, it's there. It's big, isn't it? It's there to hit. <laughs> and uh, Dave Allen, as I say, he has knuckled down and he's really, you know, he, it's, it's tricky because, you know, do, I do, I'm, I'm looking and I'm thinking, I think Dave Allen, I, I, I just believe Alan's probably going to do it because he's because of the, you know he's, had a, he, he's he clearly he's had a change of fortune um, and he's also been in the ring with you know has been in the ring with White but since the Tony Oka defeat you know he, he had that wicked knockout against Nick Webb and then Samir Nebo, he beat him and then as you say had the, another fight against that guy I can't even remember I can't remember the name but Esteban was it then obviously Lucas Brown was definitely the biggest win of his career but Lucas Brown is nowhere near he's probably not as good as Price so this is a, this is another step up for for Dave Allen I'm expecting Allen to win it I think Allen will, will I think he'll stop Price um, especially because he's in the best shape I've ever seen him and he is younger I mean he's like nine years younger than Price Price has been through it um, unless Price lands a heavy shot on Allen I, you know that's the only way i can see Price win it but even Allen Shane just got a t- he's tough I mean his chin is ridiculous so i see going probably about 5 or 6 um, and then I, I believe Allen will eventually stop
0: Price. I don't think he's going to go the distance that's one thing I'm 100% certain on with this fight. I no way this is going the distance. David Price, he hasn't got the stamina, he hasn't got the gas tank to do 12 rounds I don't think anymore. Uh, I don't even know if it's a 12 round fight to be honest with you, or know if it's 10 or if it's 12 but I do I don't believe he's got the stamina to do it anymore to be honest with you but for David Allen this could be the biggest scalp of his career and you've rightly pointed out the fact that he has been involved with some high profile fighters look who he's been in the ring with Louis Ortiz you know he's been in with Louis Ortiz he's been in with Dillian White who obviously have both gone on to, to, to the upper echelons of the heavyweight division and he's had some fantastic fights and nights where you believe he could have done a lot better should he have applied himself and he was the first person to admit that and that's what I think people love about him you know he, when he has had a shit fight he will say it was shit and he's openly admitting it and he is just a character for boxing and I do want to see him stick around for longer and I don't expect him to to go on to be a world beater. I really- Really don't. I think the best we'll probably get out of David Allen is maybe the maximum European level. That's as probably as far as I could see him going if he really applies himself over the next few years. I don't think he'd, he'd really be able to cut it with. The, the big boys of the division I really don't I think he's got a lot of heart he's got a granite chin but I don't think that is always enough to get you through fights in boxing and I think he's got he's got to have that little bit of skill and ability and he has got a little bit of it he's shown us that and I think the that the win over Brown with a body shot was not something I was expecting. Nobody was expecting that you know the fact that he dropped into the body and that was quite a quite a shocking win for him really in that respect. We don't really see him with the body a lot. But he's obviously got Darren Barker there now as well you know former world champion himself, the experience Barker's bringing into his camp is he's, he's obviously play, paying dividends for him and it's giving him this motivation to do well. And for Pricey, you know, a win here, what's it going to do? Put him back at to, to British title contention, maybe? Maybe you'd see like a Pricey versus Dubois, as we were talking about in the reaction show. That could potentially happen if he picks up the win. But ultimately... I do see Dave Allen winning. I do see him stopping David Price. I think David Price has shown a lot more defensive fragilities and a lot more issues with his overall recent game than, than David Allen has. And I think David Allen can beat him and I think he can stop him. And I think we'll uh, we'll see another big scalp on his record this weekend. So, other heavyweight fights. So, this is the third uh, of the, the big three heavyweight fights on this card. Derek Chisora and Arthur Spilker. Again... What motivation has Chizora got for continuing to fight? I, I honestly don't know. And I start to ask myself the question now... Why is he still fighting? What has he got to achieve anymore? Do they still think that he can go on to maybe fight for a world title again? Or are they just doing it because they want to make a bit of a retirement plan by having some of these high-profile fights, getting the money behind him to eventually retire? I mean, Derek Chisora, he's been around for a long time now, hasn't he? He's been in with Tyson Fury. He's been in with Vitaly Klitschko. He's been in with Dillian White twice. Kubrat Pulev. He's been in some with some big names. But he's, he's, you know, he's, what, 35 now? I don't really think there's much left for him to do in the sport that he's going to be able to go on to achieve. And he's fighting a guy in in Arthur Spilker who's got three losses on his record, one of them being to Deontay Wilder, one of them being to Adam Kunaki, and then Brian Jennings. So them three losses on his record, to me, indicate that he's no more than sort of world-level gatekeeper. And I think this is... I think this this is actually the battle of the world level gatekeepers because these two guys are at that stage where I feel like a win over either one of them kind of propels the winner of the fight, you know, into into that sort of area really of of, of pushing on to potentially fighting, uh, you know, like for as a voluntary there could be a voluntary for someone in the future, but it's like a battle of world level gatekeepers at the moment, and it's sad to say because Chizuru once was a guy who I felt would would go on to to do great things in the sport, you know, eventually maybe be a world champion at, at, at one of the sanctioning bodies. But, you know, he, again, he's another guy like Alan whose dedication and motivation kind of waned a bit over the years. So, in terms of this fight then, I think, I think she's always going to win. If I'm being honest with you, I think she's always got the heart and desire to win. I mean, he's shown in the two fights with Dillian White, that, he took Dillian White to the trenches he gave Dillian White so much experience fighting him and he was unlucky to, to obviously lose to Dillian White the second time around because he was winning on the cards as you said earlier so he was unlucky, I do see him mm-hmm. beating Arthur Spilker on Saturday, what do you make of this fight then, I don't think there's, for me, I don't think there's anything out of it for, for these guys.
1: No, I agree it's just another heavyweight fight on there. and Chizora seems to be at night with Dillian White, cards come out you'd always see a Chizora appear on there so Dave Allen. It's not both of them as it is at the minute. But and pricey. They always seem to appear on, on the pay-per-view events because you know the crowd like to watch them. Um, and it depends with Derek. Derek's a funny one. Like he could have an absolute shocking fight, an absolute ball vest, and just get beaten easily. You know, or it could be one of those ones where he comes out and he's really up for it, and then it would put him away. It's it's, it's 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 tricky to see where. Chizora guns, but I mean, as you as you rightly mentioned as well, against Dillian White, he was up on the scorecards. He was doing really well up until the you know the point of their knockout. So you know, if he could have survived those extra two rounds, who knows what could have happened for, for Chizora? Whether it, he would be the one fighting really uh, this weekend? But um, yeah, I mean, Arthur Arthur Spilker, um, he, you know, he's a lefty, isn't he? He's a southpaw, so he's not he's, he's awkward. I mean, even when you watch the Dillian White, uh, the uh, Deontay Wilder fight, Wilder's struggling with him uh, for, for perceptions of that fight because because of that southpaw stance it, it, it sort of he didn't really know where to go with it um obviously it was a few years ago and after he's obviously got on and, and he's lost um as you mentioned he lost to Jennings, he lost to adamek um and i can't really have other guy's name but um you know he, he I, I can't see i really don't know i think i think if she's Chisora, always tried to rebrand himself on david a becoming war she's no, if he goes in there with the attitude that I'm going to really go at Arthur Spilker and I'm going to put him under, you know, severe pressure, then he could get the win. As I say, if he goes in there like he went in against uh, Ajit Cabell, the German fella, Spilker he's got the ability to just box his way to victory, and it could be a draw fest. I don't think it will. I think, um, I think made get to him. I really. And wh- who, even who wins the fight, what happens? You're exactly right. What what happens next? He's, just extra money, isn't it? It's another fight from on, on box uh, on a box office pay per view or you know, but potentially to go on to fly, like, fight like a Joe Joyce or something, someone like that. But they are the gates you know, these younger fighters, that they when they need that extra, you know, after fighting your journey, man, and, and uh, you, you need that extra, the, the next part of your career where you need that experience. Cesaro and Spilka are the guys that you, you would call upon. So it's just a matter of who gets, it's a money fight for them. You know, whoever wins the fight potentially earns themselves a few more quid next, later on in a year. Um, but I, I really can't call it. I, it just depends on Cesaro. If Cesaro goes in with, with the attitude that he's going to get rid of the then I think he wins the If he doesn't, the Spielka can win it on points. Um, so I really can I'm going to sit on the fence
0: with this, man. Mm, interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens on Saturday night. Well, another good fight on the card, which I, I think could be one that people are completely overlooking, is Richard Riakpo, uh, Chris Billum-Smith. Undefeated fighters, both 9-0, and fighting for the WBA Intercontinental Cruiserweight title. Yes, it is another rankings belt, by the way, guys. So this is a good fight for both men at this stage of the career. I'm, I've got to applaud both men, first of all, for taking this fight at such an early stage of the career Riakpour, we've seen him really come to the forefront after his win over Sam Hyde and that horrendous injury that Sam Hyde suffered in that fight and at the time Sam Hyde I think was I think Sam Hyde might have even been in front at the time I think he was yeah he was in front by a couple of rounds at the time so you know that could have gone on to be his first defeat should that horrific injury not have happened but that's the past and then he went on to beat Tommy McCarthy earlier on this year so he's had two fantastic wins on his record after having his journeyman apprenticeship and now he's going in against Chris Billum-Smith as well which again is another great undefeated cruiserweight fighter a lot of people in the southern area have really been rooting for Chris Billum-Smith but the difference between the two of them in here is experience of the fighters they've been in the ring with. So if you look at the records, there's only one fighter I can say, honestly, that Chris Bill and Smith's been in the ring with that uh, didn't really have much of a losing record, and that was Robin Dupree. That was last year. So looking at that fact, and looking at the fact that, you know, we've got two guys that Reactpors beat that were uh, not well, one was undefeated and one had only had one loss on the record, but they had multiple, you know, experienced fighters uh, they'd been in the ring with, that this could be another step in the right direction for Richard ReactPaw based on that information based on them facts that's what i see going down and he does look like a talent to be honest with you he does look like a guy who's you know who's going to go on to, to be another talented fighter in the cruiserweight division so i think that's another good fight to look out for as well
1: uh it really is another good fight to, as you say two undefeated cruiserweights and, and the, the cruiserweight division in britain at the minute is is really you know it looks great doesn't it, it look, it's, 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 you've got some great names in there with you know, even isaac Yes, yeah, so, I mean it, it, it's a great, um, it's it's a it's a decent cruiserweight division. I mean, w- w- in terms of Britain, so Reactor is stepping up. I mean, that, this this Chris Billingsmith, uh, it, it's another good fight for him, and Billingsmith's going to bring it. But you know, as you mentioned, Sean, you know, Billingsmith is, uh, hasn't quite had that experience that Reactor's had, and Reactor's got a big punch. You know, he's he, he can be quite slow at times, but um, and flat-footed. But I'd, I think Reactor should come through the fight against Chris, um, and I'm expecting another victory for Reactor.
0: So also another good fight on the card. It's actually you know a really good card after having a bit of a bitch and a moan about Matchroom dropping the ball and MTK picking it up in in the Re- weekend reaction show episode. Actually, this has got an, a fifth fight, which I think are actually you know it's not a bad fight. It's Charlie Duffield seven and one going in against undefeated Dan Aziz, eight and zero for the vacant Southern Area Light Heavyweight title. This is another great fight. Another great fight. Dan great fighter. I've seen him progress through the small hall circuit. Same with Charlie Duffield as well. He's overcame some real bad mental adversity as of recent times. And this is a really good fight for both men. Both men putting it on the line here to go for the Southern Area Light Heavyweight title. And what a stage to be doing it on as well. Great fight.
1: Yeah, it really is. I mean, Charlie Duffield, he's also with Mark Tibbs in the Peacock Gym as well, with Reactor and Dillian White. So, Charlie Duffield is, uh, you know, he's got a good team around him. Um, Dan Aziz actually is, is from Lewisham, which is from my neck of the woods in South London. Um, seen him a couple of times. He looks good, Dan Aziz. Um, they know each other pretty well. There's no rivalry there. They actually like each other. Um, so it, it, it's a good, it'd be an interesting fight. Um, I wouldn't look too much in Charlie Duffield's defeat. I think people may look at the 7 1 and I think, well, yeah tend to go with disease. this is going to be a good fight they've never sparred, they know each other well but they've never sparred, but um, I, it is a really tasty fight this, um, and it, it's going to be, it could, you know, it, I'm not going to say it's going to be the fight of the night, but it's going to be a real good dom- domestic tear up, so I think I will probably just go with Dan Aziz, but with Duffield you know, being at the O2 you know, he will be in and around Dillian White and, and React Poor, and you know, that might just inspire him to, to come through and win the fight, it's a tough one, it really is um, and it's close, it's really tight it's a good, good fight on the card and as you said, you know, we, we were sort of absolutely ruining the match from the other night, saying so how they dropped the ball. But, you know, again, when it comes to the box office nights, they tend to, to put a good good card together and this is no different and this is a good fight to add well also
0: we've got a look at the card as well the rest of the card is made up by a late addition Lawrence Akolai who was supposed to fight on the 6th of July card in Manchester he's now been put onto this card WBA Continental Cruiserweight title against Mariano Angel Guardino uh, 13 and 2 so it's keeping Akolai active of course and keeping him busy and Keeping him ready for that eventual fight and rescheduled fight with Jack Massey in the Cruiserweight division and we've got Fabio Wardley 7-0 heavyweight we've seen him on a few matchroom shows recently he looks like a great prospect for the future we've got son of Grant Smith who's the trainer of Sonny and Charlie Edwards That's which is Dalton Smith fighting his 1-0 he's going into his second professional fight and then finally I've got Ellen Babich 1-0 heavyweight also on the card uh, so that makes up the card these fights that I've just spoke about will probably beyond the the free-to-air part of it, which usually ends up going on YouTube or Facebook. So I'd probably say for listeners, tune in from 6pm from UK time. If you're in America... You know, you're probably going to need to check it out. It'll be about midday your time. You check it out on Facebook. You should be able to find it. It'll probably be on Sky Sports Boxing YouTube channel or, or on their Facebook page to catch these earlier fights. But for the main fights, obviously, it's on Sky Sports Box Office. And is it worthy of this pay-per-view
1: fee, this card? Uh-huh. So yeah, it is. Think, I think it's well worth 20 quid. Um, I think Dillian Oscar Reavers fight is, is a good fight. The Allen Price fight, another good scrap. Um, as we've mentioned, the Duffield, Aziz, and React, Poor Billam Smith. There's enough names on there. You've got Lawrence Akaraj on there, and then you've got a few up-and-coming fighters coming through as well. Um, so I, I really like the card. I think it's definitely worthy of 20 quid. Um, uh, yeah, it's a good card. It is a
0: good card. I'm just going back to the conversation we was having a couple of days ago with the normal cards that match putting on being pretty crap, and it seems like you, I think it was you that said it, when you mentioned the fact that we, we, were, we were having to pay to get to watch a good matchroom card, and this is another example of it, I remember this time last year when they had the Dillian White and Joseph Parker fight again, people were really unimpressed about wanting to pay 20 quid for it, but actually it turned out, top to bottom to be a really, really good card, and this has got the potential to do the same, so well, people may be wanting to pay the £20 to watch this bill, actually it's I think he's got the potential to, to to do really well. With definitely with a couple of them undercard fights on that, I've got, you know, undefeated, closely matched, fifty fifty matched fighters. That that's big for me. That's what we want to see. We wanna see fifty-fifty matchups and we've got a good Two or three of them on this card, and that's that's what I'm really looking forward to with the fight. And and obviously the main fight with Dillian White, which we've covered off today, it's going to be a great fight. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully Dillian White does come through it and eventually gets his world heavyweight title shot. But we're going to have to find out on Saturday night. It's going to be great, Johnston. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up?
1: Um, no, just it's just it is a good card. I mean, we did mention obviously with Matchroom, you do need to pay for to get these cards. Unfortunately, these used to be uh, free. I say free. We, those that own the Sky contract, you know, uh, on a, on a regular Saturday night. But um, unfortunately, it's not the way it is at the minute. So you have got. To- Put your hand in your pocket. and pay a bit extra, but it is worthy of the price, um, and it's good to see. They're all big guys, isn't it? Everyone likes the heavyweight, light heavyweight, there, and obviously the cruiserweight division. And, I, and that's one thing I suppose I will say is just just the cruiserweight division in Britain at the minute is just is really great to watch, and, and all the guys are fighting each other. And it's just you know we just hope that hopefully the heavyweights can go the same way because the cruiserweights are doing it, um, and there's some. Fighters on there, and they're learning from each other, which is great to see. Um, and, and as I say, with, with the addition to Coley as well, although probably you know not going to be any hardest of fights for him. But yeah, I, I really like the card, and, and I'm I'm pleased that um, you know Dillian's finally fighting again because I just I just love watching Dillian White. I have great fun watching him. I just think he's he's an exceptional fighter, and he, he brings great entertainment. Um, so you know. Just just for your 20 quid for Dillian, I think he's worth of it. So, yeah, really looking forward to the card and, and good luck to all the lads, all the British boys.
0: But that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, the Dillian White versus Oscar Rivas preview episode. If you've enjoyed it, please let us know. Go on social media channels at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter and BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook. Let us know your thoughts on this episode, how you think these fights are going to go down, and if you agree or disagree with any of the predictions we've put into the episode. Also, subscribe to us. We're on Apple Podcast. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, Spotify. And you can find us on Each Sleep Boxing Repeats' YouTube channel as well. So, this is it. This is the big one. Dillian White has got to overcome yet another barrier in front of him to get his shot at the World Heavyweight title. Will he do it? Tune in on Saturday and find out. <coughs>